do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 88. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. I was listening last week to the Thinking Aloud podcast from Radio 4. It's all about um, sociological research and the one last week I was listening to was about the value of things. Now it's the word value as you can Im- quite imagine if you've listened to previous episodes that caught my attention. I'm really interested about this concept of value and how we measure the value of something, how we recognise, how we see the value, how we talk about values and so on. But in this podcast, they were talking about clutter. Um, I was I was with my husband at the time we were listening to it and I don't know which one of us was glaring at the other one more about who owns the amount of clutter there is in the house. I think I'm likely to lose on that one. But we were listening to this talk about clutter and about why people value things and they're talking about house clearances and people who hoard and such. And they were talking about consumerism. And so all of these things was starting to resonate with me thinking about design and technology and around sustainability of products. And then one of the contributors used this phrase, which I'd not heard before, about durable design. Um, I I can't get hold of the transcript of the podcast um, where she talks about who it was in the design field that was talking about durable design. But it was about having products that um, had had more of a meaning and that lasted, whether that's because we replaced things or because we were more thoughtful in the way we purchased them. So I really liked this term, durable design, and it got me thinking about how we teach and how we talk about values in design and technology. I talk about it in my research in a particular way about how people value design and technology. What do they see the purposes of the subject? But there's two other ways that I've written about that we can talk about values in design and technology. One is about values in design and technology, that these are the values that can be taught to children or that we talk about in design and technology that we see maybe implied or implicit or overt in different products or processes. And then the other is about how um, children design and technology might be taught values through design and technology. Now, now what I mean by that is the difference there is 
that it, it could be seen as an indoctrination is that the teacher is the holder of the right values and is trying to teach that to pupils in their in their classes. So there's these three distinction distinct ways of looking at values, values of, values in, and values through. Now, this got me thinking to um, David Layton's work where he talks about values in design and technology. And Mike Martin has also talked about teaching values through design and technology. Now, these are, are relatively old texts. They're from the 1990s. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I've got them in front of me while I'm talking. because I So you will probably hear me flicking backwards and forwards through the the pages of the books as I as I kind of remember that I'm saying the right thing and the reason it sort of resonates with me is that I've had conversation recently with um, James Bleach and Dave Bowser about um, empathy in design and technology that that's a value or it's valuing other people's positions this thing about durable design that's about values maybe relating more to sustainability I had a Twitter conversation about whether sustainability was in or out of the national curriculum it's not in it formally but teachers continue to teach it um and and the debate about why sustainability wasn't in the national curriculum in 2013 in England was partly because it was seen as political and if we look at the fact that the national curriculum and the drivers in the UK at the moment, particularly in England, are around knowledge-rich facts and evidence, then things around values aren't valued any longer in the national curriculum. And this concept of the centrality of values, as Leighton talks about it, has kind of vanished. You know, when I started teaching design and technology in 1993 and and was involved in teaching the first iteration of the national curriculum you know the different kinds of values were, were there they were listed in the national curriculum and those don't exist any longer and I think there's been a loss and I think these things still happen in teachers I'm, I'm very confident that D&T teachers still teach this but newer teachers coming through may not be familiar with some of this language. So I wanted to revisit it and share it, particularly for my own benefit, to kind of refresh my own mind about what they were, partly because it kind of got me excited. Again, it got me got me thinking about values. And finally, to share it with people who are listening who aren't familiar with this, this language and this maybe framework, we might want to call it, about values in design and technology. Leighton says that, Values and value judgments are the engine of design and technology. Judgment about what is possible and worthwhile, he goes on to say, initiate activity. So value judgments, he says, reflecting people's people's beliefs, concerns and preferences are ubiquitous in design and technology activity. And that reminds me of what uh, Dave and James are saying about empathy you know, reflecting people's beliefs, concerns and preferences is really important. Thinking about the client, the user, is, is is central to what we do in design and technology. But there is more than that, is thinking about uh, the, the user or the consumer. Leighton gives these seven different types of values. So the first is technical which is about the right materials for the job, about having a neat solution, uh, about fitness for purpose, okay? And we've kind of got 
that's kind of quite a central tenet of design and technology values. But it's not the only one. Okay, and then moves on to another one that we talk about quite a lot in design technology, about economic, about the thrifty use of resources, sustainability that could be linking into economic in terms of thriftiness, maximising the added value of a product in terms of, yes, we've got a product, but does it add value to the person who's using it? Does it, can it be, can value be added to it by having add-ons and so on and adaptations and personalisation? And then there's the aesthetic as the third kind of value. And again, we talk about the the way something looks. But actually, we mustn't forget that aesthetics relates to more than the sense of sight. It relates to touch. Is it pleasing to handle? And we can think about the way something smells. We can think about the way something tastes. All of these are around aesthetics where it touches our senses. And these are values that are within products and they are value judgments that we make when we're designing a product. The fourth is the social, the social aspect of making decisions and making judgments in design and technology. Thinking about equality of different ethnicities, different genders, different sexualities, about thinking about those who are disadvantaged or disabled who may have difficulties in accessing different products, services and systems. Then fifthly, there's the environmental. So do we think about um, Ellen MacArthur's work about um, cradle to cradle? So we something something is being as Leighton puts it, ecologically benign. Do we think about sustainable development? That kind of sets off bells in my ears about white saviour about um people sort of going in and, and fixing solutions for um different countries that are are maybe less well developed as as people in the west might see it um just kind of go off a slight tangent at that Leighton has this lovely uh, quote in his chapter where he says you know about cross-cultural perspectives around values and he gives this example about it is said that Gandhi, as he was about to board his plane for India at the end of his first visit to the UK, was asked by an enthusiastic young reporter, what do you think about Western civilization?" And after a moment of reflection, the reply came, yes, I think it would be a good idea. Now, that, that little comment can be taken in lots of different ways, but it is worth kind of thinking this kind of goes back and kind of sidetracking here to previous episodes when I've talked about um, how do we do race in design and technology? And I think we have to be very careful about environmental, about um, development and thinking about uh, who's who's developing who. But that's that's a value that we have to think about and about value judgments. And then the sixth one is about moral and the sanctity of life. And do we have a, a right to make things, to do things, to have those things? And then the final one, which I think is kind of, faded away I think those six we we may well say oh yes we can see those but the seventh one is about spirituality and religious and his definition of that is a commitment to a conception of humans and their relationship to nature again you can get a sense kind of where does that differ from sustainability um but I, but I think that's quite different in terms of a, a spiritual and intrinsic response to products and to where things come from in our environment than it is around um things that are maybe more measurable and quantifiable 
So I think those seven values, um, we, they were talked about in the national curriculum. I'm not sure all seven were, but probably six of them at least um, were talked about in some of the, the early iterations of the national curriculum. And I'm bringing those to the fore in conversations in our teaching and your teaching with um, children in your classrooms, I think is is really important. But how do we do that? And the different ways we do that is is quite a challenge. Um, because as I said at the beginning about, are we actually trying to teach values through? So Leighton talks about three different ways of teaching values. And I think I'm going to come on to this in another podcast. Um, it gives you three different ways, values clarification. And then secondly, the cognitive development approach. And then finally, indoctrination. And it's that last way, indoctrination, which is why I think and I'm possibly giving more of a benefit of the doubt to the coalition government that were in, in power at the time, that they were looking for facts and knowledge rather than what they saw at that point was political with a small p um, and value judgments around sustainability. I'm kind of letting them off the hook there. I don't really fully agree with what I've just said, but, you know, it's an interesting way to think about it. So I'm going to come back to that one in a future podcast episode where we think about how do we teach values in design and technology. I'm going to end by just talking here about what Matt, uh, what Mike Martin says, where he talks about that design and technology is riddled with values. Teachers continuously deal with value issues and value judgments, although they do not often recognise the fact. And I don't see that Mike is making a criticism there. I think he's being pragmatic here, as in sometimes these things we kind of forget about. And I think that's why for me, it's been useful to go back to these seven from David Layton and to read Mike's chapter again, to be reminded about these different ways of thinking about values in design and technology. So I'm going to come back to this, as I've said a couple of times now, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about how and where we think about values in design and technology and how we can do that in different ways and what the pros and cons of those are. Now, I hope you found that interesting hearing about these different values and and some of you may be using them, some of you may be using them explicitly. But I think these three different ways of thinking about values in design and technology, value of, values in and values through are useful ways to help us talk about and think about values in design and technology. Before I go, do have a look out in the show notes. I've put some links to some events I'm running over the next few weeks that people are welcome to come along to. I've also put links in to some different things to read in relationship to what I've talked about this this week. And do come back and listen to the guest hosts that I've got coming on and talking in the next few weeks about their different views about design and technology and their different projects and thinking about the subject. As ever, thanks for listening. Please do consider putting a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's really great selfishly to read about them when they're good, obviously. Um, But I am going to start sharing some of those on here and giving, sharing what people say about the podcast um, because it does add value to what I do and it does make a difference and it does help me shape and think about what I'm talking about each week whether it's me or as it will be in the next couple of weeks other people thanks for listening you've been listening to the talking dnt podcast with me alison hardy you can connect with me on twitter at hardy underscore allison 
show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. Thank you.